Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. <laughs> B-F-F-T. Now, from the campus of Arizona State University, built by high-caliber millwrights, here's John Canzano with the Ball-Faced Truth. I'm broadcasting from inside Desert Financial Arena here on the Arizona State campus. We're talking a lot about the Pac-12 in hour one, we'll talk a little bit more about it with John Wilner of the San Jose Mercury News, Bay Area News Group. He had a big story today on a couple of firings in the Pac-12. We'll talk NFL later in the show. Who's your final four? They're down to eight. Give me your final four. Tweet it at me. Or forever hold your peace. At John Canzano BFT. Five at five coming up at five o'clock. Bobby Hurley will join us as well. All of that still ahead. John Wilner joining us now, Pac-12 guru, also my co-host on the Kanzano and Wilner podcast. Hey, uh, I'm at Arizona State's building. They had four, they had fourteen thousand people in here against UCLA last night. Uh, that place is a really good atmosphere when it's full. Uh, it does, it's un- unfortunately not full all the time, but uh, yeah, it's it's and it's, you know, I don't know the. The last time it was uh, full-on renovation and all that, but it's got that old-school feel, you know? It's, uh, I like it. Then they got the Curtain of Doom, one of my favorite uh, acts in the whole Pac-12, the Curtain of Doom. The Curtain of Doom. Uh, hey, I want to put this to rest, but uh, I've been talking about this too long, but FS1 not having their broadcast team in the building uh, they're doing remote broadcasts. We see it in football. We see it in basketball. It bothers me. Am I alone in this? Is this a problem? Is, you know, it seems to bother the Pac-12 too. It does, and I I totally get why the Pac-12 is bothered, and why fans are bothered. Right? Uh, at the same time, if you're SF, FS1, you're making business decisions, right? And the bottom line is, you can kind of get away with doing it, right? I mean, the technology is such that. They don't need to be on site necessarily. People don't. People can work remotely now with Zoom and all that. Well, FS1 can broadcast remotely, and the, I, I guess their calculation is that the cost savings outweigh any kind of, you know, decrease in the quality of the broadcast. But it is certainly unfortunate, especially for football. Yeah, I think it, it bothers football more than anything because of the investment we see. Uh, I found out today, Wilner, that it's less about the airfare in the hotel room and the expense there than it is they just want to have fewer broadcasters, and they can put a broadcaster on a game on a Friday night and have him call two games on Saturday. Right. Oh, yeah, because they got guys in the L.A. area. Yeah, sure. Sure. I, I totally get it. They're downsizing. You know, it's like a lot of the cutbacks that happened during COVID, you find that you can get away with, with less, and that becomes the permanent existence. And it's very unfortunate for the conferences, the schools, fans. Pac-12 uh, tells me that they uh, have expressed their disappointment with this to the highest levels of Fox. 
I read between the lines there, Wilner, that that uh, Fox is not going to be part of their new media deal. That no way do they criticize Fox if they're currently negotiating with them. God, you wouldn't think, but you know, you never know. Business is business, and Fox has got twenty twenty-two three and a half hour broadcast windows on Fridays and Saturdays in the fall that the Pac-12 has occupied for 10 years. And if it's those, you know, how many hours, that's 70 something hours of programming, they got to put something else on if they're not going to do a deal with Pac-12 and they could probably, you know, add a little bit here and there with other conferences, but I don't know what they would have, you know, what they're going to put on that would replace college football for those broadcast windows I, I would bet that Fox has some kind of deal with the Pac-12, but it's going to be slimmed down for sure. John Wilner with us, San Jose Mercury News. You, you had a story today. You broke the news of the Pac-12 firing two executives. It appears that uh, apparently uh, the network uh, received overpayments, or excuse me, the conference received overpayments. Can you unpack that for us? Tell us, you know, in layman's terms, what happened there? Well, I don't know everything, but we do know that an audit done in 2017 determined the Pac-12 networks received an overpayment from one of their partners. And to be clear for everybody, ESPN and Fox are not partners with the Pac-12 networks. So we're talking about like Comcast, Dish, Frontier, Cox, Spectrum. Those are the broadcast partners. One of them was found to have been making overpayments to the conference, which made, obviously, the Pac-12 network's revenue look better than it actually was. The, the claim that has been made by that network is that this has happened over the course of years and it ended up overpaying by $50 million, and these Pac-12 network executives knew about it and basically didn't say anything. And they were, they were fired. We don't know the exact amount or the number of years, but it was clearly a substantial uh, dollar figure. And the two executives were the chief financial officer and the president of the Pac-12 Network. So we're not talking about low-level folks here. Uh, so, it's, you know, it's bad. It looks bad. And uh, it's going to probably, uh, my guess is, it's going to cost the conference uh, money, a lot of money in reimbursement fees. We're talking about Mark Shukin, who is the uh, Mark former... Mark and, and yeah. Brent Willman, yes. Brent, Brent Willman, the CFO, and Mark Shukin, the uh, president of the Pac-12 Networks. Um, reading between the lines, you know, at that time, 2017, there was a lot of debate over subscriber numbers. How many subscribers does the Pac-12 Network have? And often we're told by industry people that the, the companies will do audits to make sure they're being billed at the correct, uh, you know, with the correct numbers. Um, is it possible that the Pac-12 just didn't want people to know that they were bleeding subscribers? I mean, it's certainly possible, and, and it would just be those two. Uh, we don't know who else knew. If anybody else knew, they have interviewed a bunch of people for this. They, they hired an outside legal firm to conduct the interview. Uh, the interviews. Former Commissioner Larry Scott was interviewed. He was one of the people interviewed. We don't know what Scott knew, when he knew it, any of that. He may not have known anything, uh, but it is entirely possible that 
that they were, you know, they knew this was happening, uh, and they wanted to make things look better than they were. Because, right, I mean, at that time, the Pac-12 Networks was getting roundly criticized for its business model, for the lack of revenue, for the poor subscriber numbers. Uh, and so certainly if there's, and I'm, you know, just this is hypothetical, but if they're getting uh, overpaid by $10, 15000000 million from this one partner per year, well, it looks, it looks better on the books with that extra cash than it would if, if you were, you know, out that money instead. Yeah, it also creates a system in which executives receive bonuses that they probably wouldn't have received otherwise. Uh, Larry Scott was he yes, interviewed? Was he interviewed as part yes, of the audit? The former commissioner. Uh, yeah, Larry Scott was one of the people audited. Uh, one of the people interviewed by the the legal firm. And just for the, for folks with timeline, uh, the conference. The current conference executives found out, uh, Commissioner George Klikoff and, and uh, the audit committee, you know, they've got an audit committee, they got an executive committee, all that. But when they found out in October, they ordered uh, an external, uh, you know, an outside investigation uh, from a law firm based in Palo Alto. And that firm spent a few months uh, doing the investigation, interviewing some people. I don't know how many, but Larry Scott was interviewed. Uh, and then they reported the findings like a week ago to uh, the Pac-12. And so at that point, basically, the Pac-12 went about the process of terminating the, uh, the two executives. Can you imagine George Klyovkov? I guess it's easier an easier conversation because it happened for George prior to his tenure. But can you imagine the conference call he has to have with the presidents and chancellors of the Pac-12, in which he has to say, hey, we may have to give this money back, and oh, by the way, um, we've got a couple of executives who who uh, engaged in some shady stuff here. I know. I'm, it's not like he's got anything else going on either, right? <laughs> That's just brutal. Like has been, uh, he's been on the job since July 1st of 2021, and it is hard to imagine... A crazier, what is that, 18 months, basically, 18, 19 months, and now this gets dropped in his lap in October when he's trying to do a media deal, and he's got he's to deal with, you know, financial impropri- improprieties by two executives that could end up costing the conference tens of millions. Bananas. John Wilner with us, San Jose Mercury News. Okay, Wilner, um, I'm going to throw something at you. Uh, for people who want to go in more depth with this, uh, you can listen to Kanzano and Wilner, the podcast, uh, wherever you get your podcast. But you asked me this question on the podcast. I want to fire it back at you. Set, set an over-under date for me on when you think Pac-12 media rights will be done so that we can get on to talking about the actual competition. What's your, what's your due date, so to speak, now? Yeah, I think you – did you say March 1st on the podcast? You asked me that was before good. or after March 1st. I said before March 1st, but what do you oh, – you know, okay. is March 1st your – like, is that your over-under mark? You know what? I would say it probably is, and I would take the over mm. um, by – but not by much. I, I would bet if I was going to put, a, like, an artificial deadline on it, I bet it's done by Selection Sunday – which is like March, I don't have a calendar in front of me, it's like March 14th, March 12th, something in there. I bet by the middle of March, by the Ides of March, it's uh, they've got it done. 
And you know something? That, I mean, not just agreed to, but announced with the grant of right with all the schools and the grant of rights. The whole thing wrapped up by the middle of March would be my guess. They're going to have. They're going to be in Vegas that first two weeks of March with the women's basketball tournament yep. the first weekend and the men's the second weekend. Is that a is that a good time for them to make some kind of announcement? Have something to talk about? And do you know something on that front? Are you holding out on us? No, I'm not holding out on you. Uh, no, it is a good time. And the other piece to that is that the presidents and chancellors, uh, and I don't know for sure that the meeting is on the books, but typically the presidents and chancellors gather in Las Vegas at the men's tournament for executive meetings. And you know something like this. That uh, involves everybody and is so important. You know, it, you could easily see how that's the meeting in which they approve and uh, sign off on the media rights deal because they'll all be together. You know, March 10th, March 12th, somewhere in there. So John Wilner reporting today. Uh, the Pac-12 has fired a couple of senior executives following an investigation into failure to report some overpayments from some of the. Uh, cable companies that the Pac-12 networks uh, had business with. Uh, Wilner, uh, I'm going to let you go here, but before I do, uh, I want to ask you about you know college basketball, Pac-12, UCLA, USC, both playing very well. Arizona State until last night looked like maybe they were going to try to make a little run here. Is this a two-bid NCAA tournament conference in your eyes? Is there a chance of a third team? What do you see happening in the next uh, month or so? Well, ASU to me is uh, is definitely the best bet to get a third bid, right? Unless somebody, unless there's an upset in the conference tournament and somebody wins the or earns the automatic bid, to me ASU would be the most likely candidate to get an at-large bid. And I think ASU is, you know, close to the bubble. I think if they pick the tournament field right now, ASU would probably be in. But it's they're close to the bubble, and you know, other teams have. Colorado's fallen off. I think Utah's in uh, in the mix. Oregon needs to finish strong to get in the mix, but it doesn't. I mean, it's not looking very good. And that was, you know, that the framework for that was set in November, December, when the Pac-12 lost somebody in those non-conference games. John Wilner, Bay Area News Group. I appreciate you, my friend. Have a great weekend, and I will talk to you next week. Thanks very much. Have a good. There he is. Cut him off. I feel bad. Uh, good stuff from Wilner. I feel like it's a hangover from the Larry Scott era. I feel like it is a, uh, hey, uh, you had a bad leader. You had a bad executive. You had a terrible commissioner. You had a guy who was looking out for his own interests and not the rest of the conference. I mean, this column's right in itself. And here's the hangover from it. In the end, am I surprised that the Pac-12 network had some executives who knew that they didn't have the subscriber numbers and kept that to themselves? Am I surprised by that? Nope. Um, Larry Scott, Pac-12 commissioner, gave himself a bonus, remember, and he gave his executive team, the two individuals included who were fired today, bonuses in that era while they were laying people off. Not surprised one bit. We'll talk some NFL coming up. Leave it here.
We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry Truth to interrupt Water. the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.